if we are not acceptable to losses then we will fight fight the market when you start fighting it will only give you the same repeat of things so like when you say if you fear things you attract that fear whatever you fear same thing here also i keep saying i will not lose money in the market then you will only be losing factor in some savings also generally what people think is after all the expenses if there is any left over then only i save as the money keeps growing whether it be big money or small money there is a confidence in the mind money is there for me if suppose something goes wrong i have money to take care of my problems fund managers from the european region they were talking so good about india all of them were saying i am putting 20 billion dollars or 40 billion pounds into india because that is the place where i can grow my money and when we spend time with these people they are with so much positive energy that magnetic field itself gives us makes us think okay i can also do what they bring to the table is their experience then tell people this is what i have faced and this is how i have come i am satish rao i am an abundance crusader vlogger affiliate marketer and a direct marketer i am passionate about creating abundance in all areas of our lives our aspirations as mankind is growing we have begun to question ourselves and are trying to delve deep within to understand ourselves and to grow from within we want to operate out of a sense of purpose we have realized that humans can alter their lives by altering the attitudes of mind here's an attempt to connect share get some of the successful people to open up and in the process learn and find the best within us an attempt to delve into their minds thought process and attitudes how they think feel operate and what are the habits that make them who they are in the process accept ourselves with all our insecurities vulnerabilities fear and work towards transforming ourselves and in making ourselves our better version for today and tomorrow ramesh sigamani founder of braviza temple tree has over 3 decades of experience in the capital market investments ramesh sigamani is a trusted wealth manager par excellence he works personally with individuals and corporates to build a strong investment portfolio that stands firm against market volatilities and delivers results time in and time again highly skilled in technical and fundamental research on equities portfolio management and mutual fund advisory Mr Sigamani invests and trades in financial portfolio across the globe. Braviza Temple Tree has been built with strong research fundamentals and proprietary investment tools designed to identify high growth equity investment opportunities. Mr Sigamani manages asset worth US dollar 15 million that's INR 100 crores plus and works with over 300 clients. So Mr Ramesh Sigamani thank you welcome to the abundance show thank you thank you satish <coughs> so i would like to ask you um, uh, was this your primary business bravisa temple tree and investments uh, of and wealth creation and wealth management or were you into something else how did you start your ventures as all the entrepreneurs do i too started with something different in my childhood days uh, very early wanting to earn money grow be independent and have freedom so i started with small small activities started my first venture was a lending library when, when i was in school library yeah wow. library mm-hmm. then went on to have some uh, consumer products which eventually was not successful then afterwards i had a inclination for art which took me to do commercial art studies there i learned about screen printing and started a unit in screen printing then flourished on to become a full fledged printer even today we have a packaging and printing and packaging unit which is taken care of by the family passion to investing was there from my college days that uh, made me realize okay there is a experience which i carry which can be used for people 
to help them grow their investments that's where i started this wealth management business okay so how many years into this how many years into the earlier ventures and how long did you transition to this new a uh, new field in business uh, this is i've been around 30 plus years uh -huh. doing wealth management as a business is around 6 to 7 years okay so market experience i have again 30 years of market experience oh okay so that means earlier you were into personal financial yeah. management for yourself and for wealth creation and was doing you... only for myself and oh. then family members okay afterwards it came to public okay in your uh, career as as your entrepreneur on your own uh, what are the challenges earlier on that you faced or were there any yeah challenges as every entrepreneur faces there is challenges in my personal experiences uh, as i wanted to earn more money started ventures then only i realized that i am answerable to a lot of people customers where uh, i had to go wait for the business to come Mm. then employees where there will be challenges for them to either work or quality then bankers funding and paying them back where we have some problems they will not abide then suppliers <laughs> not good quality products and again their money issues will come then family put money into our thought and if suppose nothing is happening they are questioning all these challenges will were there then uh, in my college days when my lecturer was talking about joint stock companies he he explained it with the example like if you are invested into a company shares you need not do anything company will be managed by affluent top class managers and your money grows because you are invested into it that struck me okay this is the place i want to be <laughs> be independent mm -hmm. so yeah if you do things rightly the earnings here is sky is the limit so uh, would you say a technical knowledge is very important for being successful in investing in your field generally it is been said technical is required but my experience is technicals only form 10% of the total success in the investment industry it is 60% psychology 30% of portions in the money money managing and 10% only technicals so ideally psychologically we should be balanced to accept things that is coming most of the times what happens is people put their uh, blame on others not taking responsibility here if we have to be successful in investing responsibility is first i should take responsibility for what of action i do then that learning that comes if we don't repeat that mistakes ideally we become successful okay so can you little elaborate on that suppose i i invest in some company and it goes against me i everybody when they invest they want the money to grow but it goes against me then i put a blame on somebody gave me the advice, advice. to invest so i went and invest there or somebody uh, some broker told me to invest or i got carried away from media news and all those things finally the decision to invest was made by me So if I take the responsibility, this is the reasons which I took this call and put my money there, and it didn't didn't work because of these reasons. So these things I didn't knew before I did it. When that I take responsibility, I didn't do this work homework before putting putting my money there, and course corrected automatically over a period. What will happen? Those mistakes if we don't do it. Ideally, my teachers have told when you when you hit a mistake, it is actually not a mistake. Yeah. First time, it's a learning. It's a learning. Second time when you do it, that is the time it's, it's called a mistake. So don't repeat it. any experience that is going against so what would you say about the 30 and the 60% that you uh, mentioned 30% is again in investing uh, success people put all their money into one basket that is one of the reasons why people don't make money ideally we should have risk management also worked out whatever be the business if you are very much positive about that business still put only a smaller percentage of risk have a plan of what risk i will be putting into each and every position So if it goes against you, in spite of all the works you do, if it goes against you, still your losses will be lesser, and your mind is confident. Okay, I have money to invest again. 
So that is on the position sizing. On psychological side, yes, market is a place where profits and losses are going to be there. So I, I should be acceptable for losses also. And for that matter, any business, say suppose we are a hotel business, morning whatever they do, prepare food, if it doesn't sell, that is a waste. Similarly, in investing also, there is there are that wastage whatever is there in hotel industry here it comes as loss loses, losing trades. Yes. So when uh, if we are not acceptable to losses, then we will fight fight the market. When you start fighting, it will only give you the same repeat of things. Yes. So like when we say if you fear things, you attract that fear whatever you fear. Same thing here also. If I want, I keep saying I will not lose money in the market, then you will only be losing. What happens is people. When we lose one time, we start fighting the market. I have to get back that money and do wrong things again and again, again and again. And finally, they get devastated in two to three months time. Psychologically, if you are balanced, accept losses, then uh, I know, okay, this much losses can be there in this business. Then eventually I will be successful over a period. That confidence works. So, uh, Ramesh, tell me, what are the basics that one should follow in terms of uh, investments and investing principles? Like, what are the basics? One needs to remember in mind. Wherever we invest, that there should be a potential for it to grow. And uh, nowadays we see this ethics also plays a bigger role. Wherever ethics is there, generally money grows. So uh, before putting money into any investment, not only stocks, any investment, see that it, things are at the right place. Mm -hmm. Ethics are there, then generally it, it grows. And next is what is the future? Is there a potential growth where the money can be made? That will be helpful. So entrepreneurs always uh, have this mindset that uh, business is a struggle or business is uh, something where uh, they are totally committed and passionate about it and uh, they tend to end up not taking even their salaries. So the mindset is like I am not taking any remuneration and how do you expect me to invest? So what would be your message to such kind of uh, mindset of entrepreneurs? I agree to this wholly when anybody who starts a business they just get carried away that uh, eventually I'll be making big money. In the beginning, let me sacrifice my salary. That is what people approach. But actually, for me, I feel that it is not the right way of doing it. Though we might be deciding not to take salary, but factor in that cost into the business. Only then the business will be prepared to take the expenses later stage also. That money, if suppose we are not drawing from the company, it should be accumulated in the business to give a, a higher return at the later date. And also, I would suggest instead of not taking a salary, take some small money which which also again benefits the business this cost is there in the business and from the, whatever money you are getting factor in some savings also generally what people think is after all the expenses if I, there is any leftover then only i save instead of that like all other costs savings also become a cost in your lifestyle so this much percentage will be going to savings advantage of this is as the money keeps growing whether it be big money or small money there is a confidence in the mind money is there for me if suppose something goes wrong, I have money to take care of my problems. That itself, you will not take the money out to put, finance any problems. The decision making what you do will be fantastic. When fear is not there, the decisions start working very well and eventually we make more money. So having a savings gives kind of confidence in the mind. So in your line of business, Ramesh, you come across a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, uh, first time entrepreneurs, uh, seasoned entrepreneurs. So what would be your uh, uh, thoughts or ideas or message to them uh, in terms of their uh, finance finances, their personal finances and their investments and their portfolio, what would be your message to them? Uh, in my business, uh, I tend to have uh, access to a lot of people who are uh, 
first time entrepreneur after this IT revolution and people are coming out of business starting their own enterprises. Most of them what they do is put all their savings there and kind of leave a then sad in life. Business? In the business, yeah, in the business. And like what we talked earlier, not take a remuneration also. But what I would say is not get carried away by the thought, yeah, that you would have a fantastic thought, you will have a very big vision for that thought. We don't know how this is going to pan out later. There can be further challenges that comes. So instead of putting all the money into the venture, have something set aside or be prepared. Okay, this this money I will keep for my livelihood. This money is only what I will be putting into the business. So that way you are not mentally challenged. The house runs on its own become from the income. Also, for whomever uh, who wants to do entrepreneurship, I would suggest have a corpus that is there to support you on your regular income. Where, uh, whatever suppose monthly expenses you have, that much money should be coming to your from your uh, investments. If it is there, then fear of not doing well in the business will not be there, and that itself takes us to a better level. Hmm. Okay. So, also, did you come across any tendency of people, uh, especially entrepreneurs, mixing their personal finance with the company's finance and uh, you know compromising on their personal front, and with the hope and with the ambition and with the uh, positivity that they're anyway they're in business, so they're contributing to that, and uh, that investment is their own investment anyways. Uh, yeah. And what is the pitfalls of that? I have uh, real life examples of such cases mm -hmm. where uh, uh, they don't take salaries, put all the money from the family into the business, and uh, where there is once you put all that money from uh, all your personal savings into business, there is pressure from the family side also, which doesn't help us perform at the peak. And when business takes any business takes its own time to set up and give income to us. In that setup phase, when money more and more money is required, we just put our hands into everywhere. Finally, what will happen? Uh, life is also at bad state. Business is also at bad state. Sometimes there are people who come to a conclusion that I'll stop the business because of the challenges that they're going through. Then, if you see, look back, life is also destroyed. Instead, uh, both should be kept separate. And there is a limit for anything. In business, when we start a business, this much I will put, see what is outcome. If it is positive, I'll have some metrics to score. If that level, if I'm reaching, I'll put more money. Otherwise, re rethink on the idea what I've initiated. That will be a best option, I would say. Got it, got it. So that means they should have the discipline to uh, take care of their personal finances. Yeah, yeah. Personal finances is very much important because that creates a lot of problems. Yeah. Mind is not free when that is there as a hindrance behind. Yeah. And mind is free, tendency is whatever we do, we'll be doing successfully. Yeah, I think that concept of personal finance needs to be really drilled into uh, our minds because um, uh, if you don't have that discipline, uh, then you just tend to get carried away and days run into years and then you realize it's too Yeah, late. very soon couple of years would have gone and you see the time value lost, money value lost, everything put together. Then they will realize I should have better stayed with my job itself. This much is the money I have lost. Their business might not give at that stage a couple of crores which is lost. Yeah. So, um, according to you, what should be the mindset of an investor and uh, of even a wealth creator like you? What What is the mindset that you carry? What is the uh, mindset in terms of your thoughts and your um, uh, the way the discipline or the uh, the way you react to the market's vagaries, ups and downs? Yeah. Uh, what what is the what is the mindset that you carry? Yeah. In my life experience, if I have to say, I started my stock market journey in 1989. Gone through six bull bear phases in our market, ups and downs. 
that is six scams that has happened in the last 25-30 years from starting from Ashit Mehta case till the recession, US recession and the recent Volkswagen issues also. So markets always have an up and down. It doesn't go to zero anytime. So it's, I have an adage like as long as human beings are there in this planet, consumption is going to be there. There will be products that will be consumed and companies will be manufacturing those products. If you are invested into a company which is the leader in those products, generally your money keeps growing. In between there can be sentiments and emotions which can bring down the prices or take it up. If we approach the market with the confidence tomorrow nothing is, sun is going to shine, nothing is going to go wrong, then money will grow. So need not worry when it goes down if you are invested in the right place. Of course, when we invest money, we should also review it regularly to see if it is on track. For example, if you take Nokia, somebody invested in Nokia in 1990 and stay invested in Nokia, so today that is almost zero. Instead, move from Nokia to iPhone and from iPhone to Samsung, as the industry leadership changed, that money would have ideally multiplied 20-30 times now by now. So, Ramesh, what do you do in terms of uh, keeping your mindset positive and aligned to how you should really think? Especially because this, uh, the field that you're in is something which uh, I think, you, as you rightly mentioned, probably 60% uh, of that is uh, your mind and your attitudes. So, what yeah. do you do for that? Every once in five years, we have a challenge that comes into the market where mind needs to be prepared very well. So, at that time, if we get shaky and get out, then next opportunity will not be there. So, for me, it, that confidence to stay invested even market goes down 30 or 40 percent comes from the various activities I do. I ensure that at least uh, I attended two trainings or workshops, international training and workshops to gain the knowledge of what is happening in the industry, what changes we have to go through and at least attend two or three international finance conferences where I get the chance to meet the world leaders, exchange thoughts with them, then I get to know, okay, this is a possibility, that's how people are looking at it, then gives me confidence, I need not get shaky. So that way I approach it and uh, when we study the industry or when we study the market, today there can be some problems because of this, this reasons but over a period that gets, it becomes a non-event, mm -hmm. then afterwards market goes on its own direction. Mm -hmm. So do we do any further studies in terms of understanding how mind operates and how you, uh, how we, how we tend to react or, or do you attend the courses or seminars for that? That courses regularly I do on mindset and spiritualism which has been okay. working very well for me couple of courses I keep doing regularly which uh, strengthens my mind uh, and confidence. I would say most of it this whatever success in uh, not only investing in any any activity even in life also. Belief, if we have belief that I will reach the goal, it takes you there. So what's, what's your daily routine look like? Like what does a normal day look like for you? Yeah. Morning to evening? <laughs> I was uh, impressed by Robin Sharma's 5 a.m. club. I start my day at 5 o'clock with 20-20-20 rule, what Robin says, with uh, meditation, yoga and uh, journaling. After that, I go through the plans what I have done for the market today. I, I write down the plans what needs to be done and uh, rehearse those plans. If suppose whatever action I have to take, that has been rehearsed in the mind. Then go through the news. Rehearse in your mind, yeah. yeah. Got it. Mm -hmm. we, suppose I have 10 questions, I will write down these are the possibilities that can happen today and run through that in the mind. And if suppose that happens in the market, at that time, we need not have a thought, it becomes second thought, just it will automatically flow. Mm. Then go through the newspapers because overnight there can be some changes with whatever decision I made previous day. And once market is there, totally fully concentrate only on the market, mm. have all the whatever actions we do is, is recorded. Mm. One of my teachers had told me that when you are in trading, whatever noise that is coming in around also you should record. 
So, sometimes there can be one squeaky noise which disturbs, probably that trade would have failed. Similar kind of instances, if it is there in future, maybe that record will tell me, okay, this situation is not good. My mind is getting disturbed, I should not be there. Similar kind of, that, that actually works, that records have worked. Oh, okay. So, if I have to talk with an example of what the advantages of record keeping is, uh, our teacher says that whatever happens when you are doing a trade, whatever happens in the surrounding, you should record. Whether there is a leaf or a branch squeaking or somebody passing around, some noise coming, have it recorded. There is one lady who is doing uh, trading in her house uh, where she keeps her pets and all inside the room. There is a cat which keeps running around the room and many times it jumps on the screen and on her desk and all when, when trading is happening. She's recorded everything. This trade uh, cat jumped and made me, a dis made me disturbed, distracted and all. And after uh, some time we see a record that whenever cat jumped, the trade has been successful. Oh, the so, other way around. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> so, uh, once personally uh, my coach went to her house, sat there and uh, he was there for three to four days to see how, how it happens. So it, it happens the same way. Whenever uh, that cat jumps, her distraction immediately puts her focus into the trade. She thinks it is distraction, but she is getting more focused. So that way she is able to find out small, small disturbances there in her trades, which she, she might have not noticed earlier. That is how that became. So this actually we follow uh, as a group in our, uh, uh, whoever is coached by this trainer, we follow that very well and it has been working fantastically for us. Yeah. And what about this thing about uh, going for conferences and attending the seminars, uh, why do, why do you uh, do that? Because I have seen a lot of people like you and uh, you especially seem to be a big subscriber to such uh, thought process. Why do, you, why do you do that? What is the benefit of that? Yeah, the advantages of going to bigger conferences is there, uh, topmost people of the industry come there and we get to hear about their thoughts. Like uh, recently I had been to London for a conference. Uh, their fund managers from the European region, they were talking so good about India. All of them were saying, I am putting 20 billion dollars or uh, 40 billion pounds into India because that is the place where I can grow my money. Their thought was only on India, Russia, Indonesia, China kind of. Then it brought me so much confidence, okay, India is so positive, then need not worry about any bad thing, whole world money is coming to this place. And when we spend time with these people, they are with so much positive energy, that magnetic field itself gives us, makes us think, okay, I can also do. When we come back, that, that energy is there with us too. And I found that I automatically do good decisions. Wow, very nice. Very profound. Uh, it, it's been working very well. Very nice. Yeah. So yeah. once in four, five months, uh, meet some people like this, yeah. spend time with them, it, yeah. it actually motivates. Yeah. yeah. I think the way I look at it also is that uh, these are all uh, people who accomplished something, uh, but they are like spiritual beings yeah. who have chosen to be uh, in this plane, in this materialistic plane and chosen to really bring in a, uh, in a spiritual flavor to the way they operate and the way they think and the way they you know, deal with people. Actually, what you said, I can relate it to when, when I say world-renowned people coming and talking. For them, uh, from that place where they are making money or fame is not at all required. They have gone to the topmost. What they bring to the table is their experience. Then tell people, this is what I have faced and this is how I have come. There is nothing that you need to fear. When we see the real-life examples there, then it gives, okay, even I can go through this kind of situations and I can come out. So when they, those people are coming out with only sharing their knowledge, that is helpful. Great. So it's been a very nice uh, time speaking to you, Ramesh, and thanks for sharing your uh, valuable inputs and insights.
wish you all the very best and to Ravisa Temple Tree. Thank you. Thank you, Satish, for giving this opportunity. All the very wish best. Wish you very success. Thank you. Thank you.